Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is the Feast of St. Barnabas the Apostle. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and And on on earth peace peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, Have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who decreed that St Barnabas, a man filled with faith in the Holy Spirit, should be set apart to convert the nations, grant that the Gospel of Christ which he strenuously preached, may be faithfully proclaimed by word and by deed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. A great number believed and were converted to the Lord. The church in Jerusalem heard about this, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. There he could see for himself that God had given grace, and this pleased him, and he urged them all to remain faithful to the Lord with heartfelt devotion. For he was a good man, filled with the Holy Spirit and with faith, and a large number of people were won over to the Lord. Barnabas then left for Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. As things turned out, they were to live together in that church a whole year, instructing a large number of people. It was at Antioch, that the disciples were first called Christians. In the church at Antioch, the following were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, Conesia, and Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. One day, while they were offering worship to the Lord and keeping a fast, the Holy Spirit said, I want Barnabas and Saul set apart for the work to which I have called them. So it was that after fasting and prayer, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord has revealed to the nations His saving power. 
The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has worked wonders. His right hand and his holy arm have brought salvation. The Lord has revealed to the nation his saving power. The Lord has made known his salvation, has shown his justice to the nations. He has remembered his truth and love for the house of Israel. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, ring out your joy. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. Sing psalms to the Lord with the harp, with the sound of music, with trumpets and the sound of the horn, acclaim the King, the Lord. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. Alleluia, alleluia. I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, If your virtue goes no deeper than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You have learned how it was said to our ancestors, You must not kill. And if anyone does kill, he must answer for it before the court. But I say this to you. Anyone who is angry with his brother will answer for it before the court. If a man calls his brother fool, he will answer for it before the Sanhedrin. And if a man calls him renegade, he will answer for it in hellfire. So then, if you are bringing your offering to the altar, and there remember your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar, go and be reconciled with your brother first, and then come back and present your offering. Come to terms with your opponent in good time while you're still on the way to the court with him, or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the officer, and you'll be thrown into prison. I tell you solemnly, you will not get out till you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, between you and me, I really like this gospel. Um, And it might not be for the reason you think, because, um, you know, I've called a lot of people fool in my time. um, But I'm I'm like 95% sure that I've never called anyone renegade. So, you know, while I may be dragged before the Sanhedrin, I'm pretty sure I'm, at least on this score, going to avoid the hellfire. So here Jesus begins this pattern of teaching. You've heard how it was said but I say this to you. And and here it refers to the fifth commandment. You've heard how it was said to our ancestors, you must not kill. And if anyone does kill, he must answer for it before the court. But I say this to you. Anyone who is angry with his brother will answer for it before the court. Now, the fifth commandment, of course, forbids the taking of innocent human life. But where does the murderous inclination arise? You know, killing is the final expression of violence, but it it doesn't come out of nowhere. The person who harbours anger towards his brother or sister is already on the path of violence. We may be gripped by resentment or fear of our neighbours, perhaps envies entered our hearts. And when I harbour this anger, when it bubbles beneath the surface, begging for an opportunity to come to light, I find myself already walking the path that leads towards violence. Now, my first response to this anger, it's unlikely to be physical violence. When my anger bubbles up, 
the first exp- exterior expression is probably going to be an angry gesture or maybe violent words. Don't kill. By all means, don't kill. But don't even allow the first exterior manifestation of this anger to issue forth. Don't speak words that humiliate and cause pain. What happens here is that Christ sends us into our own interiority to discover the root cause of violence and bitter speech, to these undercurrents of anger and resentment. Jesus invites us to look deep within and to deal with the interior cause of our exterior behaviour. So how do I confront the anger that afflicts me? Well, when I can appreciate that I'm deeply loved and created by God, that he loves me and sustains my existence, then I'm able to make a small step to recognise that God loves and sustains the existence even of those toward whom I bear some resentment. However much I may hate someone, I must confront that they are beloved by God in the same way that I am. And so in God, I'm connected to everyone else because in love, he wills the existence even of those that I would rather call fools or renegades. So Christ directs us towards the interior obedience of the law. A person who seethes with anger but who restrains himself so that he doesn't lash out in violence, is is by all means obeying the fifth commandment. But it's far better to deal with anger, which causes the violent impulses, so that we can actually find interior peace. Christ not only teaches the fullness of the law, he comes with the gift of his grace, so that we're strengthened to follow the fullness of the law. He's not just the teacher, he's also the doctor. And with his help... Our wounds can heal, and we can discover that the law of Christ isn't just about white-knuckled self-restraint. It promises peace and joy. Now, I don't mean to trivialize anger, and I'm sure that Jesus doesn't mean to trivialize anger either, because, you know, it's quite possible that our anger is well and truly justified. You know, you see Jesus, you know, cleansing the temple. He's got this sort of righteous anger. It's the it's the emotional response we get to, you know, a perceived injustice that, you know, we or someone that we love suffers. And that's not to ignore the fact of, of the injustice. But here's the thing. If that anger is leading us down the path towards sinfulness and violence, that anger's not going to do me any favours. Anger can, it can really impel me to, to seek what is good, to strive after justice. But where it starts to become poisonous or, or, or toxic, where it starts to lead me down a path that takes me further away from God, well, it's really going to become an obstacle. And if that's the case, I think that's really where we've got to turn to the Lord. Because, you know, in, in the Sermon on the Mount here, you know, Jesus, he's not just telling us what we can and can't do. He's giving us also the direction to which we can turn for the remedy. And it's, it's him. That when we ask the Lord to come into our hearts and to restore our peace, to return to us our joy, I think that becomes the first little step of healing. Now, often it can be a long road. 
and the pains that we experience, you know, the wounds that we've suffered at the hands of others and the resentment that that causes, it, it, it can run pretty deeply. But I think our first task is to turn to God and say, but I don't want to stay angry, Lord. It might well be true that I'm surrounded by fools and renegades, but Lord, don't let them rob my peace. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will, and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.